Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Find Your Weekend, a podcast where I talk all things self-employment and taking your life back from your business. I am so happy to have you here. Uh, I'm Hannah, your host, and thank you guys for tuning in. So I have been a little MIA on this platform for the last three weeks, but sometimes that's just how it is. Uh, In all honesty, though, I was traveling a lot in April and packing a podcast mic into a suitcase just was not something that I felt like doing. So we took just a little extended spring break. Uh, My sister came out to San Francisco for her own spring break. She's a teacher and I got to show her around here, which was really exciting. She'd never been here before. And then she and I went on the ultimate fangirl TV and movie tour of the Pacific Northwest. Not a single one of you are allowed to judge us for this, but our first stop, we went to Forks, Washington, aka the setting of the Twilight Saga. Forks is exactly what you'd expect. It was rainy. It was just like super small town. Like I think the sign said population of 3,800 or something like that. Um, and this isn't where they filmed the movies, but Stephanie Meyer, I guess, spent some time here and that's where she, uh, set the movie or set the books and got all the inspiration for everything. So we were able to go to the places where she like got inspiration for the book. They had a little store there that had just like all these cheesy, terrible Twilight related souvenirs. And they gave us a map where, you could go visit uh, Bella's house or the Collins house, um, the hospital, the high school, and everything. And they had all these little twilight nods throughout the town, and we took pictures, and it was just a great time. Um, and then we went to Port Angeles, so we stayed in Port Angeles that night, which actually is really pretty there. But that was where one of the scenes takes place. Like, I guess Bella goes to Port Angeles to go shopping with some of her friends, and chaos ensues there, but there's a restaurant that she goes to and orders mushroom ravioli. And so this restaurant actually exists. It's called Bella's Italia. And you can order Bella's mushroom ravioli on the menu. So we did that and we just like ate it in this podunk hotel room. Um, and it was just super fun. We had a great time. The drive to get there. So we flew into Seattle and the drive to get to forks is through olympic national park and it's just beautiful it was rainy and like just it was such a mood and you're driving along the side of like a lake there but you've got these massive massive evergreen trees and the fog and the rain and it was just it was a vibe so after that we went back to seattle and did some fun touristy things there like we went to pike place market and we rode the uh ferris wheel and we stayed in the most beautiful hotel room it was this like mid-century modern i don't even remember what it was called but i took pictures because it was so beautiful And I was like, this is what I want my entire life to look like forever. Uh, Aside from binging Bridgerton season two in the hotel room, which is what we did for a lot of the time, to be honest, I think my favorite part of this part of the trip was eating. We went across the street to this pizza restaurant and we had pizza and we watched UNC play in the NCAA championship game. I don't watch sports very often, but my sister and I grew up with UNC basketball, so it was really fun to do this together. Um, Sadly, they did not win but it was just one of those like memorable fun experiences especially because like nobody was really paying attention to the game except for us and like another group of two girls and then another group of four girls so like 
I think when you go to a bar and watch a game, you expect like men to be like drinking beer and yelling and stuff, but it was just like women getting excited about this game. So it was really fun. So after Seattle, we went to Vancouver and Vancouver is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. It is clean. It is, it just like screams luxury to me, but here we did some more sightseeing and we visited a few spots where uh, Nancy Drew is filmed and Nancy Drew is on I think it's on the CW it's one of my favorite tv shows of all time so we wanted to see some of their like filming spots after that we took a ferry out to this place called Snug Cove and I don't really know how to explain this without showing photos of it but it was just this very cute little town the only thing that comes through there is a ferry and then there's like a little like teeny tiny marina where people can come and dock their boats and stuff Um, right off the ferry stop there's a couple little shops there's like a cafe a coffee shop and an ice cream parlor and these cute little stores and it was just it was adorable it was so cute also fun fact a lot of the kids who live in snug cove go to school across the bay in a town called horseshoe bay and they literally go to school by ferry like can you imagine having to get up and like be I mean, I guess people who rode the bus have a similar experience, but like taking a boat to school, I just like cannot imagine that. So after this trip, I went back to San Francisco for a night and then I flew out to Atlanta to go to a wedding. So Anthony and I drove to a wedding in Charlotte and then back to Atlanta and then flew out of Atlanta back to San Francisco. And needless to say, by the time I got back home, I was so exhausted Um, and I'm very grateful for having a few weeks here before I'm off again going back to Atlanta for Mother's Day weekend, where we will go to North Carolina again. And then we're going to New York for Memorial Day weekend for a wedding. And it's just, flying to the East Coast is not easy. Um, It is brutal on your body. I just can't hang the way that I used to be able to. So I don't don't know. But after May, we're kind of done traveling for a little bit. Uh, So now on to our (laughs) actual content that is scheduled. Thank you for listening to my little catch-up spiel. So yeah, today I'm talking about a little bit about corporate America. One thing that I have come to really appreciate about what I do is that the idea that I can just truly decide at any point to do something different. I fully believe that there is a strategic way to do this without just abandoning income or clients or whatever, but regardless of how you do it, there's a really beautiful bit of freedom in knowing that I call all the shots. Um, And I did not have this before. I did not have this when I worked in corporate America and I was not in corporate America very long so just take that with a grain of salt after moving here I had a decently long adjustment period and a lot of downtime and I'm finally getting to the point where I'm busy and working consistently again but I spent a lot of time especially while I was traveling on LinkedIn of all places contemplating if I was going to try and get a full-time job somewhere and I was sending job listings to my friends like do you think I could apply to this like is this like what does this sound like and I'm like I'm kind of considering getting a job and I think it was just not what people were expecting to hear from me and I have literally sworn to myself that I would never go back to a nine-to-five it was not for me 
I realized that and I know this, but I was romanticizing the shit out of what it would look like out here. It is no secret that the tech industry has big money to spend and that there's this like salary inflation thing happening right now. I guess because a lot of people left their jobs during COVID and now companies are having to fork out big bucks to convince people to come back and work for them. So there's competition and they're competing for top talent and the the way that they do this is by giving them competitive offers. I will be honest, the thought of a regular six-figure salary and someone else deciding what my tasks are is very enticing. I know there's a corporate-ish job out there that wouldn't totally suck the life out of me like my last job did, plus the perks out here are insane. My husband works for Pinterest and literally he could eat three meals a day at the office if he wanted to. Not that I really want to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner at my office, but they just like, they give you so much to want to be in that environment and to be in that job and to be um, in that office doing that work. And they like spare no expense for this. But once I stopped looking at that whole lifestyle with rose-colored glasses and started to think about what it would actually mean for me personally... I was able to kind of like talk myself off this ledge. Um, And just a disclaimer, I realized that self-employment is not a desire for everyone. It's not even feasible for people. Like that's, it's just not in the cards for people. And that's okay. There's no, I'm not saying that this is better or worse than what someone else does. This is just my personal experience. And I'm in no way judging anyone who has a more traditional career. I think that There's a million bajillion different ways for someone to be fulfilled by the work that they do, and that does not mean having to be your own boss. So for starters, with a full-time job, I would have to request time off. This alone is like the biggest no for me, even at a company with unlimited PTO. I would still have to ask someone if I can miss work. I'd have a lot less flexibility with going back to Atlanta to see family and friends, and I just don't think that I could do that. I think that that would make me feel so like suffocated so the next thing is I thought about running errands Um, and this sounds really silly but like I truly do not know how I ever had time to run errands before I became self-employed the only time I could do this was on the weekend and on the weekend I was shooting so like did I just not do errands I guess I didn't I don't I I really don't know but like having to go to the grocery store on Sunday afternoon when everybody else in America is going to the grocery store, just like that just sounds awful to me. (laughs) The other thing of like the thought of not being able to do whatever errands during the middle of the week, like literally gave me a visceral reaction. Like it felt similar to feeling like being trapped on an elevator with 10 other people. Like I, I just felt again, suffocated. Like these two things, I just my freedom would be completely stifled and I've gotten so used to being able to do whatever I want over the last four years that I just don't know that I could go back to that that kind of thing. Um, but the most important part for me is I thought about what people would think and not just what other people would think of me, but what I would think about myself. Um, would this be me shutting down my business? Would I be admitting defeat? Would I be failing? And I guess it just depends. I could have framed it as a growth move or a pivot or whatever, but I know deep down that I would be so disappointed in myself for taking the easy way out. Even a super challenging corporate job still feels like the easy way out for me. And I don't mean that any corporate job is easy or that having a nine to five is the easy thing to do at all. That's not what I mean. I just mean that that would be me running away from something that is hard for me. And that 
being figuring out what the heck to do with my business. Running a business is freaking hard. When I was first starting out, I worked full-time and watching my business grow steadily while I was doing that felt really cool, but it also felt like lower stakes because I had a salary to supplement my life. I was not relying on photography income for survival, so it was just fun and it was a nice to have kind of thing and I was like, you know what, if I can make this work full-time one day, I'll do it, but like right now, it's just, I'm just enjoying it. There were larger implications of that on my mental health and I don't think that I could have spent one second longer at my job but that's a different type of stakes that we're talking about but now I'm back in that first starting out phase again at least geographically speaking and this time I don't have a salary job to make up for the lack of work so what does that really mean for me it basically means that I have to work quickly and strategically to get my business back to a place where I'm comfortable One thing that's hella scary about this time is that a lot of time growth means that you need to be making some investments into your business at a time when there's not a lot of money coming in. I have always been a preacher of investing in yourself and your business, and that's one of the things that I don't just say, I actually do it myself. Um, So last week I had a coaching call with Eden Strader, who if you know me, you know that I am obsessed with Eden. She is a photographer. She's an educator. Uh, She shot my wedding and now does coaching and education. She is a wizard. Um, I first met her in, I think, 2018, right after I went full-time. I went to her workshop. And then shortly after I got engaged, hired her to do engagements and weddings. And now she coaches and she's a phenomenal coach. Um, So if you're looking for that kind of thing, look her up. She's incredible. Um, And this coaching call came at the perfect time for me. She really helped me flesh out some exciting offers that are in the works and that are coming in the next couple of weeks. But above all else, she helped me get my confidence back in my business. She helped me sort of convince myself, yes, I can do this. And yeah, it's hard right now. And yeah, it's slow, but that's okay. So now instead of scrolling through job listings on LinkedIn for hours a day, I have real and strategic things to work on that will allow me to keep doing what I love doing and not give into the temptation of stability and a salary that a nine to five job would give me. I'm not taking the easy way out. I did not move to California to work for somebody else. I came here to live my absolute best life and the way that I do that is by turning my business into something that gives me financial freedom, a creative outlet, and also a chance to help other people do the same. I hope this was insightful to say the least for some of you. If you are at a point in your business where you're trying to decide if you need to go back to work or not, I really encourage you to think big picture and what all the implications of that would be and try to find a way to keep doing what you love and if that means going and getting a nine to five doing what you love that's fine there that's perfectly perfect but if it's the decision between doing a job that you're not super super pumped about and shutting your business down like don't don't do it (laughs) obviously everyone's situation is different I get that, but taking the easy way out and running away from it isn't going to make you feel any better, even if it does give you back that financial stability or whatever it is that you're looking for. Um, So just try to think bigger picture there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm happy to be back. 
Um, I do have a couple interviews coming up. So I'm super excited about those. I know I've said that at the end of basically every episode, but I promise they're happening. Just keep an eye out on especially my social for the next couple of weeks because I do have a really fun product photography offering coming in a couple weeks. So if you're a product-based brand, uh, just keep an eye out for that. Um, And I will catch you guys next week. Bye.